Is Amazon about to accept cryptocurrency as payment on their platform? This is Around the Blockchain. Thank you for joining everybody. Make sure you hit that like button because we got three fantastic guests on today. It's my favorite three ever. Uh, We're going to go start with Crypto Lifer on the bottom left with no vest, no tie. He's still rocking the jacket. Crypto Lifer, how are you doing today? Hanging loose, hanging in there. Thank you for uh, bringing me in. Appreciate it. All right. Rocking the strong widow's peak. Also on today, we have Cowboys of Crypto. Talking about Such some of those uh, rural, rural Florida Gators. Uh, have you wrestled? Have you wrestled any Gators lately? I have, and I'm looking at a 30k Bitcoin, so you could butter my butt and call me Biscuit. I'm ready for today's blockchain. All right. Well, uh, I think butter he's got some extra my... teeth today. Is that a Medulla oblongata? Uh, also on, we have Crypto Blood. He's just shaking his head. He's shaking his head at Bitcoin, just seemingly shaking off all the bears. Uh, Crypto Blood, how are you feeling today? I'm in my red square, so I'm feeling good, Deezy. Let's get it started. All right. Just the energy there. You're going to start at one point. I feel pretty good about the red square today. I don't know. Green and blue. We're going to step it up. Uh, Let's talk a little Jerome Powell. I wanted to find a picture. Uh, What do we have? Just This is from Reddit. Just typed in Jerome Powell burning down the New York (laughs) Stock Exchange, walking away in slow motion. Uh, Pretty fitting there. I I couldn't tell if that was AI or real, but he gave one of his twice-a-year hearings yesterday in front of a house committee and Maxine Waters, uh, you know, anti staunch, uh, or staunchly against crypto. She asked him about stable coins. He had a response. We do see payment uh, of stable coins as a form of money, and it would be appropriate to have a robust role. And what happens going forward talking about the fed? Well, then Maxine Waters asked him, well, do, as the fed, uh, chair here, do you have enough power? <laughs> and he said, uh, well, Allowing, uh, allowing a lot of private money creation at the state level would be a mistake. We need more power at the federal. Now, I don't know how that is going to play out. Now, Cowboys Crypto, we were just talking about Florida. Well, they have a governor, DeSantis. He's come out. He's talked about stable coins quite extensively. What will this look like? Is this going to look like the 1830s where we have different notes in different states? If I have Florida coin, can I spend it on my federal taxes? Can I spend it at, you know, Disney Park in California? How is this going to work? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Look, with the when we're talking about stable coins, I'm not too sure. It's too early to tell. I don't think it makes a lot of sense to have a Florida coin or a Massachusetts coin or whatever. But one thing I do know is that they want control. It seems like they want to shut down and shut out like the small competitors and they want to have like, big incumbents, people that are favored, people that they trust. They want to have those guys at play. Do I think that they're going to go private? Do I think they're going to set their own uh, CBDC? I don't know. But here's what I do know. Uh, I was watching WrestleMania 19, Stone Cold versus The Rock. And in a back and forth battle, The Rock won. Why did The Rock win? Was he faster? Was he stronger? Did he hit harder? No. It's the WWE. It's fixed. Okay, the rock won because they said the rock will win. And so if there is a battle of stable coins or CBDC and they're like, oh, yeah, you don't know what this one's better. That one's better. It, it's an illusion. Okay, when I look at the Fed, I see a locus of control. I see control. It, it, it's, it's the blinders that we have on to think that, oh, okay, you know, we're going to have someone battle it out with the Fed. No one's fighting the Fed. 
All right. And Jerome Powell is just a crony. Okay. Jerome Powell, he's just a crony doing the doing the Fed's bidding, doing the the, the financial institution establishment. If Jerome Powell leaves, another person is going to just continue that mission forward. And what we have to do is we have to understand that Bitcoin and stable coins and like cryptocurrencies offer an, another system, a way out of the system, something that you don't conform to their false sense of like, oh yeah, you're in control, baby. Sweet baby, you're in control. That's all ridiculous. Uh, and so when you realize that they're all about control, especially with the stable coins, especially when they're talking about robust um, regulation, that really just sticks in your throat like a hair in a biscuit. All right. And yeah, we, we've seen a lot. And uh, I'm glad that you brought up WWE. Just I can't help but think of, you know, 1998 when The Undertaker threw mankind off uh, the cell and plummeted 16 feet through the announcer's tables. The time I'll always remember uh, mankind. What were some of his other names? He had a uh, mankind. It wasn't Dusty Rhodes. Dude was Love. He? Dude Love. Uh, there's a couple of, didn't he have like five names? I don't there's know. One more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had the sock. He had the sock puppet too. All right. Uh, all right. Mankind. A little blast from the past. All right. Well, Crypto Lifer, quick question. Did Dude, you also Dude. watch wrestling back in the day? My dad didn't allow me to watch wrestling. Oh man, that like is too bad. You, you weren't guy. part of Hulkamania. It was, too, it was too a little. It was too guys in speedos dancing around. It wasn't cool, with my dad. All right. Well, when you say it that way, Lifer. All right. Well, I want to. I want to talk about Pal's quotes. You know, and I think Cowboys Crypto. He did a pretty good job. You know, comparing it to wrestling. Well, I'm looking at some of his quotes when Maxine was asking him about. Uh, you know, the, the authority of the Fed. Quote. It would be appropriate to have a robust federal role in what happens going forward. Jerome Powell wants a robust federal role. What does a robust federal role look like? Thank you so much for the question. I mean, it looks like Jerome Powell on a Speedo eating sea biscuits. <laughs> do not type that into AI prompt. We do not want that AI art existing on the internet. Put that in mid journey. So, you know, basically what, Jerome, what they want to do is they want to be as silent as they can until they have to speak about it, right? So, like, they'll be in these meetings and then someone will bring up, you know, well, well, how are we going to regulate these in the states? And like, oh, well, the states shouldn't be able to do, do that. That would mess up our control. You know, he keeps saying they're going to get to two percent inflation. It's never going to happen. I can tell everyone to their face today, it's not going to happen. They're never going to get to two percent inflation. They've printed way too much money at this point. It's all damage control. Everything else we see is just keep the people at bay. You know, because here's the deal. I've been saying this: damn if they do, damn if they don't. Say the Fed just lets things go and says we're going to let the free market do its thing. And, you know, basically inflation spirals out of control. People basically can't, you know, you have to spend $10 on milk, $15 on milk. The average wage doesn't go up, right? You have people on social security. They're not getting any more money. Then everything gets more expensive. It's a mess. Okay. Boom. And then, they, and then everyone would say, you didn't do enough. You didn't do anything, you know, because they made the people think they could do something. So now they have to act like they can, right? So like once you lie, the lie becomes the truth and you have to continue to lie as if it mm -hmm. is the truth. So that's the first thing that's wrong. Now, if they if they continuously press and say, okay, we have the answer, we know what to do, we know that eventually we're going to go into heavy inflation anyway, and they're going to people are going to be throwing rocks outside the Federal Reserve. So they're going to be blamed either way. Uh, I think they have to do something so they can at least say, like, they can pull the Walensky, like, oh, we just didn't know at the time, you know, like, but that's what we thought was true at the moment, you know. So uh, they're in, in between a rock and a hard place. They have to keep. They have to keep up the role. They have to keep the lies going. You know, they have to keep buttering up the biscuits, so to speak. You got me thinking of biscuits every time. Okay, I'm okay, okay, well, that on, you, on, you on, keep on, saying on, rock on, between on, rock on. and a hard place. I'm like between 
Dwayne Johnson and you know what, a wall. I, I don't I don't know what we're talking about here. All right, well, uh, let's go to the wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. Heard he has a hard time keeping those alligators down. Uh, the CFTC has been weighing in on this as well. Crypto blood, uh, you know, he spoke in front of the House Committee as well. Just kind of you know saying uh, the licensing authorities with this bill, they're going to have discretion to deny services to politically disfavored businesses, you know, maybe like a Canadian trucker type situation here. So we we have a, a battle forming CFTC's throwing shots, SEC's throwing shots. CFTC says, well, stables are clearly a commodity. Jerome Powell, uh, you know, the, the Fed, Gary Gensler even, well, they're saying, no, stable coins, that's clearly a security. Well, what do the bloodalytics say? I mean, is a stable coin a security? Is it a commodity? What, what do you think here? Uh, how about answer C? It's money. Mm. <laughs> it's money, bro. That's all it is. It's uh, it's crazy that they're even having this conversation because it it literally is a digital copy of the U.S. dollar or the euro or the yen or whatever pound. So it it's money, and so how are they going to? Uh, regulate this, I have no clue. They definitely have um, a problem on their hands because I don't think constitutionally, I'm not a constitutional uh, expert here, but I believe that federally they can't mandate whether or not a state decides to adopt a currency, a local currency. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially more your more conservative states. I can see them going rogue and saying like, hey, we're going to have our Texas dollar or, you know, Florida dollar or whatever. And uh, to hell with you. Can't you can't do anything about it. So it's going to be interesting, DZ, to see how this all pans out. This is probably the end of the United States. This is the beginning of the end, I should say, mm. uh, where we have continuity amongst all states from a monetary system. I think we're starting to see a cracking in that system right now. Yeah. Every now and then we are reminded, well, we're technically a, a republic of 50 states, you know, and sometimes we act a little bit more like that than one cohesive unit. All right. Well, uh, mm -hmm. speaking of uh, a unit, we got Jeff Bezos. That's right. Look, guys, he's Jack these days. Uh, I think we have a picture of him. He's telling you to hit the like button. Uh, he's pointing at you. You at home. Or is he Go ahead. at the T-Mobile uh, ad? Oh, no, no, no. Like yeah, you're saying how, how bad they are and uh, how you should go ahead and bypass their right. internet right. Uh, provider to hit that like button even Verizon that much too, more quickly. Right? Verizon yeah, for, and AT&T especially. All right, well, he, oh, uh, they, oh, yeah. Amazon, they might potentially start accepting stable coins. There's a little wrinkle here. This is going to be in Singapore before it ever comes to America, it appears. Uh, we had a, a little bit of a consortium of government agencies. The IM, uh, Basically, the IMF was there. Singapore's Fed as uh, the MAS, I believe. And uh, they were talking about CBDCs along with the National Central Bank of South Korea and the Central Bank of Italy. So Italy Central Bank, South Korea Central Bank, Singapore authorities, IMF authorities, they're meeting and they're meeting with some private companies. One of them you may have heard of, Amazon. Amazon is in the talks and they want to get some sort of stable coin uh, framework in line for, let me, let me read the quote here, not just a pilot program, but a protocol designed to work with different ledger technologies and forms of money, different ledger technologies and forms of money and tokenized bank liabilities, stable coins together with smart contracts could serve as a medium exchange for this new digital asset ecosystem. I'm feeling pretty good about this on one hand lifer, but then there's the part of me that's jaded 
the part of me that's scorned, the part of me that's been burned. And I, I, I see the, the marriage between corporate entities and governmental agencies. On one end, isn't this good for crypto adoption? But on one end, it may be bad for freedom. What, what, what is your take? Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is it too early to tell? No, this is like the cartoon where the villain gets, you know, all of the kryptonite or whatever they're all going after, you know, like like everyone loves it, but not in the wrong in the right in the wrong hands. So, you know, crypto crypto assets, because I want to get away from calling them cryptocurrencies. Right. So we can get away from them getting uh, shout out to Wendy O for getting that in my head. But crypto assets are, you know, it's very similar to how people talk about certain weapons or certain things in the world, how. They can be used for good or used for bad, depending on how the, the person that's using them, right? And AI is a very similar topic here. AI could help us. We could do great farming. We could help the environment. We could do things faster. But someone could also imprison us with AI, and you won't be able to move like well, that movie 12 Monkeys, right? So the idea behind it all is what's the intention behind it? I don't get a good feeling between corporate cyborgs like Jeff Bezos, man. You know what I mean? The guy's a weirdo, man. Like, and it's funny, whenever someone seems to get high up into business, like Zuckerberg, or they seem to get, number one, not only do they buddy up to these agencies, but as we've seen before, they get bullied by these agencies, and they do their bidding, just like Zuckerberg did. Uh, you know, we won't get too deep into it, but we, we all kind of read the files and saw what happened. So they, they get high up, they have no backbone, they don't stand for anything, and then they're easily swayed by, these, by, by the IMF and these big, big banks, big governments. You know, Klaus Schwab's going to be sitting there with his bald head rubbing his bald head next to Jeff Bezos' bald head, and they're going to be like, you know, doing this. So it's like the, the sad thing is we don't have the right people that are getting very, very powerful. We need more crypto billionaires to be able to step up and weasel their way in, but they're not being let in. This is a, like, you know, Blood said, this is a small group of people, um, you know, get Rice talking about it too, like where you're just, you're not in. <laughs> you're, you're not in the club. With, you're right. not in the club, man. You're not part of them. So I, I don't like it at all. It smells horrible. Uh, I, I, I get a little, I get the heebie-jeebies, man. You know, I see this like, oh, we're going to use Amazon on the back end to test this world bank coin that we're going to try to imprison people with. And they're going to be able to say what you're buying, what you're not buying. If you happen to lean one way politically, buy, out of nowhere, this transaction's not going through. Oh, I swear I, I sent money to this campaign last week. All out of nowhere, your bank account has trouble. Certain, something's happening. We've already seen it now on on in the in the system that we have now, like people getting their bank accounts shut down due to political reasons and stuff, which has been exposed. Chase Bank already in numerous articles. So, what happens when you give them more control? Uh, it, I think I they get I happy. Like the I think they might even start laughing, and it might look oh, a excited. little something like this. Here's <laughs> 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 a very interesting <laughs> laugh. That was my impression of it. Uh, now, uh, crypto blood. You know, you, you said something in the first segment, you know, this could be the beginning of the fall of, you know, at least our American dominance on the fiat space. I want to ask you about another realm of American dominance. Is this the beginning of our end of our technological dominance on a global level? I, I wouldn't go that far. No. Uh, if you, you know, I put my tinfoil hat on. I think we have a lot of uh, tech from the black budget, you know, a lot of alien Ooh. Uh, you know, uh, technology that we, I think, may be one of the only nations that have. So uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. But as far as monetarily, yes, our, our, our dollar hegemony is, is definitely dying off. I think uh, in the next five to 10 years, we'll see a transition probably to like a basket of currencies. 
I don't think another currency will just outright take that control, that power. But I do think we will see a basket of currencies be the next kind of global dollar or global currency, if you want to say. Okay. Well, uh, that's a good hopefully, point. Basket. Hey, hopefully, big, hopefully Bitcoin's in there. Hopefully, hopefully. Bitcoin's in that basket. All right. Yeah. Well, Cowboys, that, that leads me to my next question. I'm going to read the quote one more time. The protocol is designed to work with different ledger technologies and different forms of money. Crypto below say, you know, maybe a basket of different currencies. What do you think is the most likely strategy, what they're going to accept? Is it going to be, you know, Italian currency, Korean currency, or are you thinking more like stable coins plus Bitcoin? Or let's go a step further. Is it going to be Doge and Sheep? Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Yeah, this is an interesting question because what if if we're not supposed to allow Amazon to work with these big uh, central banks in different countries, who are they supposed to work with? What is their option when they're supposed to like, hey, we want to get into crypto? What are we supposed to do? Get let people pay in four chan coin. Let let's let's make an Amazon coin. Let's pay in cowboy coin. It doesn't make sense. So what the most logical thing for Amazon to do is to work with these guys now. I'm not sure if we all know this or not, but they're already putting out these stable coins. They already have. It's called Unicoin. Right? This was pointed out. Uh, this was put out by the Digital Currency Monetary Authority. This is by, also by the IMF. They put out Unicoin. You guys can research and look it up. And it's one of those stable coins that actually has already been tested, already functioning, already out there. And it's configurable to any regulatory rules and compliance to any country. They could change it. It's like little switches. They could turn them off or turn them on. Now, with that already been, been out there, these things are mo it's moving forward. Regulatory clarity in different countries are moving forward. And Amazon is just going to try to test the waters. And so in this case, I like it. I like everything that's happening here. And here's why. Because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And in this case, they're trying to take away market share from who uses the U.S. dollar in these other countries. They're, let's use this unicorn thing. Let's use this Amazon.com coin thing. Whatever, right? But now the United States is forced, in my opinion, they're, they're forced to push the envelope into regulatory clarity here in the United States. So they need to figure out what's happening with stablecoin, what's happening, how are we going to deal with that? Because it's already being pushed out there uh, in other countries. And that's where all the business is going to go. That's where all the innovation's moving. And that's how people are going to be using it. So in, in one sense, I do like it for, for that reason, like it pushes the agenda and pushes the envelope and forces the hand of the United States into regulatory clarity. All right. I, I tend to agree with that. It makes me want to get a P.O. box in one of these other countries because I agree. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to be in the fast lane. We're going to be in the slow lane with some speed bumps. I might have to try to get a, a South Korean uh, little passport, maybe. All right. Well, let's uh, move on. Talk a little micro strategy. Let's pull up an old photo of old Michael Saylor here. It's uh, him back in his uh, brown hair days. Uh, less I don't know, is he more Chad with the gray hair or the brown hair? Let us know, chat. Well, the four billion dollar Bitcoin bet. I didn't say that incorrectly. They have $4 billion worth of Bitcoin. Boy, the bet just turned positive 
yesterday. As of yesterday, they're in the green, folks. Uh, they are a publicly traded company, so they have to submit uh, quarterly reports. Their last quarterly report was May 1st. They have roughly 140,000 Bitcoin. Uh, we'll see if that changes by August 1st is when their next report is. So we'll, we'll, we'll report any changes. But uh, at this week, Sailor, he, did, he was on Bloomberg Television. He's talking about Bitcoin. He has some pretty wild predictions, of course, with Bitcoin. Not only is it digital, uh, was it we're, we're cyber hornets in the digital space, we're also granite in Manhattan. But he also believes Bitcoin dominance could hit 80%. I looked earlier today, we're at 48%. So we're close to a, a doubling of uh, the, the Bitcoin dominance there. Year to date, their stock doing pretty good, folks. They're up, you know, 127%. Now, Crypto Lifer, 140,000 Bitcoin, $4 billion of Bitcoin. 10 years from now, are we going to think this guy is the Bitcoin king of the world or is he just going to be a court jester? No, I mean, he made one of the most smartest economic buys in the world at the right possible times. And then when he, you know, he he was smart enough to double down on the lows, he admitted himself. You ever watched one of his interviews that he's the worst trader ever and he's not good at trading. So he doesn't claim to be great, but he timed the market pretty good. Uh, he definitely bought into close to the bottom. I remember him getting in somewhere into the 19 and the 20,000 regions again. Uh, he continued to buy into the bear market. He bought the blood. He stayed with his conviction. And, you know, I saw him live in Miami, too. And, and certain things he said hit me that I didn't, you know, you think you've heard it all. But then I'm sitting there listening to him and he's like, fine, invest in corn. What happens when there's a monsoon and, you know, or and it rains out all the corn for the year, right? Because it can't, it can't like stay solid into the, into the soil and it starts getting everywhere. Or what if there's a drought in another country? So corn's not that great. He's like, invest in gold. He's like, they'll find another way to bring out gold. Every year they buy, they bring out a little more gold. Another gold miner comes out. It's been 10 years. Gold's went from like a thousand to two thousand dollars. So, eh, right. Invest in, you know, and, and he, he goes through all the different resources that you would put your cash in, like if you had excess cash as a business. And he's like, or you can in, in, invest in the best form of basically digital energy. Like people don't realize it's recycling the energy that the computers are using, right? And then they try to say, well, it's not green, but there's like the lumber industry, the washing machine industry. I looked it up. There's like five other giant industries right now. I think even the banking industry itself. To this day, and all, all you know, all the buildings, all the heat, all the lights, all the paper, all the photocopies, all that stuff, still out, out trumps Bitcoin. So, when you look at it right now, Bitcoin is a great use of of energy. It's and it's a great it's a great recycle use of energy. And once we start recycling the energy, like we can, you know, we're doing in El Salvador with the volcanoes, and we find more and more sustainable ways. I think people are going to realize that he made the biggest bet ever, man. Uh, I believe Bitcoin is going to go down in history as one of the greatest you know, uh, inventions in the human history, like ever, like people don't realize how insane the guy made it come out in 2009 or after the housing crisis for a reason, right? It's the only thing that actual politicians had to talk about in, in this next big presidential run. Bitcoin is on the table. They have to discuss it. it. You know, it was less than a penny 10 years ago, 10 years from now, it's going to be, I believe well over a million dollars. People that didn't get in at these prices right now are going to be kicking themselves. The last run up we just saw proved that people that were waiting for 10k and 15k are probably never going to see it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, once again I you know I was I was talking about this in the morning. I'm still publicly saying that was the bottom. We'll, we'll see. Um you know I, I made the big prediction then and I'm still sticking by that. All right, well, Cowboys of Crypto, yep. we actually have a picture of Michael Saylor from Bitcoin Miami 2023. I think this was maybe even taken by Crypto Lifer right before he heckled him. 
and said, I can out trade you. All right. Uh, we're kidding. We're kidding. Of course. I think I we're did all heckle kind of fans. Him. I did heckle him. He gave me a, he gave me a fist bump. I didn't get a chance. I was like, say something to the lifers. He's like, just tell them to huddle. Just huddle. I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> That's perfect, actually. Uh, one more point for that. Good little story. I like that. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at what they have going on with 140,000 Bitcoin Cowboys of Crypto. He seems like he wants to double down on this. But what about when Bitcoin becomes, you know, even higher, you know, 80K Bitcoin, 100K Bitcoin as the price goes up? Do you think he'll divest and maybe into real estate, maybe in acquiring companies, or is he just going to be forever adding to the position? Yeah, forever is the key term here. If you think that Bitcoin is the Godzilla asset of your entire lifetime, that this is Manhattan before Manhattan, it's always a good time to buy Bitcoin. This is his mentality. So yes, I think he's going to double down. And I think that he's going to give that same advice to everyone else. Double down buy more Bitcoin. Why? Because this is the greatest asset of our entire lifetime. This is his belief. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not like right there, right? But this is why he's the king of Bitcoin. He buys in with that conviction. He brought over a whole bunch of money and people with him, institutional money with him to get into Bitcoin. He's educated all these guys. So if you believe um, as he does, Bitcoin's going to a million dollars, like Kathy Wood says. If you're buying at, at 15K versus 30K Bitcoin, and it goes to a million dollars. That's still a heck of a return. So Bitcoin is like the rising tide here. So it's one of those things where it's going to, uh, the more that increase, it's going to increase all of crypto. Everyone's going to be piling to, everyone's going to want to make sure that Bitcoin is that monetary or that uh, financial asset or instrument that's going to be you know running up. Now, Bitcoin dominance, as far as 80%, I think it takes about four things. I think one, everyone knows this, it's going to be regulatory clarity, one of those things where it's going to bring in a lot of uh, scary big money, right? Two, uh, adoption of crypto. This is included like ease of use, uh, high utility, oracles, those all have to be figured out. Three, financial uh, policy abuses have to stop. It's one of those things where like the distrust for uh, the elite or the governments, that's, that's one of those things like abuse of that financial policy that's got to, the more that increases, the more it's bullish for Bitcoin, in my opinion. Um, and so as those things continue to increase and, and for us, like the peer to peer stuff, like music industry, I know they hate the, the middleman. It, it, it's, it's, it's all there, right? It, it, the utility is so uh, uh, wide and, 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 you know, making sure that there's so much utility for it for as far as Bitcoin at the end of the day, as far as crypto goes, and I know he doesn't like crypto, but you buy crypto to get rich. You buy Bitcoin to get wealthy. Uh, you buy crypto if you're impatient. You buy Bitcoin if you are patient. And if you buy crypto, well, you're trying to solve a financial problem. But if you buy Bitcoin, you're trying to solve a freedom problem. And adoption of Bitcoin is off to the races like a herd of turtles. But who always wins the race? The yeah. turtles. Hold yeah. your Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, or uh, Mario Andretti or Dale Earnhardt. Rest in peace. Uh, well, I put a question in the chat. Let us know. Will he buy oh. after we hit 50K? Do you see him buying a 55K Bitcoin, 60K Bitcoin? I like Eric Carlson's uh, prediction. Sailor is going to buy again in the 40s this summer, and then it's going to drop down to 30, but he'll look like a genius come 2025. I, I could see that playing out potentially. All right. Well, Crypto Blood, I want to ask you about, you know, I. Cowboys just said it. You don't buy Bitcoin to to get rich. And I, I want to. I always throw this quote out. You know, our our buddy Faye said, "No one's ever going to get rich buying and holding Bitcoin like an idiot." So some feel the opportunity to get rich off of Bitcoin has passed. I I, I tend to agree with that. 
But is there a play with Bitcoin-related stocks? They are a little bit more volatile. Is there something, you know, is it a little bit more risky, but potential better payoff with MicroStrategy stock or even mining stocks? You're muted. It's Michael Saylor and the Cyber Hornets. Yeah, he's, he's trying to get me. Uh, Cowboy, it's the tortoise, not the turtle, my friends. The tortoise, not the turtle. Tortoise uh, in the hay. I would say... <laughs> Dang it, that's two <laughs> points nah, right there. They're, nah, the... they're, they're, they're different. Nah, go look it up. Subtract one from Cowboys. So to answer your question, I'm with you, DZ. I think that Bitcoin's... Uh, your opportunity to really get rich, rich on Bitcoin is probably past. But the good thing is that I think you're going to see a rotation of wealth out of Bitcoin at some point into these other, if you want to call them utility or smart contract coins and tokens. That is a great and big opportunity for everyone out there still looking to, uh, you know, make some money and some generational wealth with this whole crypto thing. Bitcoin, yes, you don't buy Bitcoin to get rich. But you also shouldn't be buying Bitcoin to get wealthy because ultimately Bitcoin is about functionality. Bitcoin is about independence, self-sovereignty. You want to be able to, you know, not have a bank come in or not a bank, but an agency come in and take your Bitcoin or freeze your assets. It's about having that liberty, that monetary liberty. So at the end of the day, that's truly what it's about. I said this on my channel a few days ago, DZ. It doesn't matter if Bitcoin is at 50 cents, 20 cents, one penny. As long as the technology works, I am able to circumvent this monetary system and send money from one point on the earth to another without any IRS or other government agencies getting in the way. So that's the beauty of it. Now, what is the value on that? No one really knows. We can all speculate, but you should really be trying to get people into this space for the utility for that one characteristic of Bitcoin in my Well, opinion. what are your thoughts on MicroStrategy stock as a way to get rich off of Bitcoin? Mm, probably not. No, probably I would do not. mine. Okay. If you're going to do that, it would be something like a mining stock that's that's okay. actually going to make some money off of that price appreciation other mm -hmm. than just holding the Bitcoin. Bitcoin okay. is a non-productive asset. Okay, Good it point. doesn't Good yield point. you anything. Yeah. So people have to remember that. You're just banking on MicroStrategy's bank account going up so it goes up versus creating value from, you know, say, revenue off uh, services provided. Exactly. Good point there. Good point exactly. there. Uh, I, if, if you are going to get a mining stock, I, I do like Marathon. It Digital does. Holdings. Yield, I like that. Yeah. Uh, they, freedom. Absolutely. They, yeah. So check those out. Um, ten, I tend to think uh, here's my two cents on Bitcoin related stocks. They're going to be more volatile. So Bitcoin goes up 80 percent. That stock might go up 120 percent. But when Bitcoin falls 60%, that stock might fall 80%, 90%. So just be a little bit careful. It's similar to altcoins in that manner. But I think that's all we got time for in Crypto Lifer. He ended up taking it home. What were we talking about at first? Oh, it was the PAL. He had the PAL, uh, PAL, PAL on PAL. And, you know, he just he just really brought it. So my PAL, Lifer, feel free. Take it away with some parting thoughts. Yeah, I was, uh, I was being extra calm today. I wasn't trying to rant too much. It's rainy here, and I have a skylight above me, so it's kind of like, you know, like, get the sun, like, the, the cloud. I thought you meant it's raining but anyway, confetti. It's raining confetti as well. It was raining. It's, as I said that, I should have kind of, man, I'm not as quick as you, DZ. Dang it. Um, but uh, I appreciate everyone on here coming on for Around the Blockchain, especially on Thursdays at 5. Uh, thank you for having Blood on. Thank you for having my man, Cowboy. Always brings it. 
really good intellectual conversations about the global sphere and what's happening in our space and where we'll be in the years to come. We'll look back on these times and we'll realize that the true people here on YouTube were the pioneers of the space. Uh, we gave it to identity when it first really came onto the scene. And just be proud that you're one of the few people here, right, beginning, uh, you know, the early stages of cryptocurrency. You're on the boat to the new world and have no fear. We're going to win this battle because they're going to continue to print money. And that's that's a fact throughout mm -hmm. history. That's going to continue to happen. And because they're going to continue to do that and Bitcoin's going to continue to have a having it's eight year old math, supply and demand, and we're going to be all right. Yeah. All right. I like we're that. There. And, uh, you know, we are pioneers and we need some pioneers to hit that like button. We're only at 269, 272. Hit Let's that like that button. What's going on? I'm going to take my Stop hat playing off. Games. I'm going to put a belt buckle on it. I'm going to go uh, hang out with some Indians. That's all we got. Till next time. Easy. God bless.